Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So we found another pub to record in and once again we're downstairs in the basement of it and fortunately the people just ahead of us on a table just a few feet away were heard to say it's a bit dead down here isn't it i think we'll go back upstairs so catherine yeah, would they be... wanted more vibes to have their animated argument about the share price of tesla <laughs> So what they were doing before you arrived. We've been saved, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, it'll be a, a much better podcast as a result. Anyway. Do you think we could do a different pub every day of the week? <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, given my beer intake at the moment, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm bordering on... Is that at least one and a half? Yeah, I'm bordering on week. three now in two days. So anyway, uh, right now as we come to you live from the pub, uh, we've got Daniel Medvedev having just lost a set, Catherine. Before we get on to the WTA, finals what's going on there shockwaves are reverberating because jeremy shardy is doing what he does sort of once or twice a year playing spectacular tennis that everybody believes in but you'd be surprised if he ended up winning we will see uh but he has won a set six two second set uh you all know this result Already. He's got a grey beard. He has. Well, nothing wrong with grey hair. I've got the live action on um, in the pub. It's absolutely packed in Paris, uh, which is great to see. Less packed in Shenzhen today, sadly. Um, but interesting, nonetheless. Very, very disappointing that Naomi Osaka was forced to withdraw from the event because of a shoulder injury. What was she on? Like a 12-match winning streak, having won in Osaka and then in Beijing, won a first-round match against Petra Kvitova and then a shoulder injury that she said she'd been suffering with from the final in Beijing, actually. Matt Matt was saying that she'd been shaking it out. She was shaking it out, yeah. I mean, she's been serving well in spite of it, and she served well, in fact, in... um, her opening match against Barty, didn't uh, she? Against Kvitova. Uh, against yeah. Kvitova, sorry. Um, she served really well. There's Tw- certainly high aces speeds, a lot of aces. Mm. Um, but yeah, there has been evidence there that it's been uh, that it's been troubling with her, and it's such a shame. I mean, a shame from every angle, um, with the added dimension of her being the only Asian singles player yeah. and that is a, it's a big factor at an Asian event big factor they really come out in force to support 
noticeable Asian players. So yeah, it, it was noticeable on day one. The the ovation and the re, the reaction she got. Um, but she said she she woke up and it was just throbbing. And I mean, look, you know, maybe maybe you might be able to grit your teeth through a match or two more. Who knows how bad it was? But you've got to be careful with those sort of things, haven't you? You've really got to be careful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've no doubt that it's the fact that she's made it means it's the right decision. Yeah. Um, and it would have been agonising for her. I'm sure this is a huge event. We, know, I mean, I know that these players aren't motivated by money, but it would be it would be glib and even more grotesque to ignore the amount of money on the line and to suggest that that doesn't matter to these yeah. players because it's it's doesn't how, matter how rich you are it's not insignificant no it's the biggest amount of money on offer in tennis anywhere um but i also feel because it didn't go well for the wca finals last year i think that that was a source of great motivation for her personally coming into this event i think she was really pumped for this um and you know one or two people have talked about whether the pressure might have got to her a little bit and made her, frankly, not really want to play it that much. I, I, I don't buy that. I, I personally think she was desperate to, to play um, and, and win and, and, and get far and etc. And her shoulder's hurting too much. Well, she said that after she beat Kvitova, didn't she? I think the first question... I can't remember what the first question was, but regardless of the question, the first thing that tumbled out of her mouth was just how relieved she was to have to have won a match at that tournament and to have proven to herself that she she could perform on that stage. Um, and of course, doing it from a set down as well against Kvitova, she must have been thinking, "Oh God, maybe it's just never going to happen for me at this event." Yeah. Um, so I think I think she wanted it. I think she was motivated. I suspect she's probably devastated. It's funny how shaving a beard off can take years off you, even if it's one of those fluffy beards that look like they belong to 15-year-olds. See Andy Murray's transformation between Shanghai and Antwerp. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at Daniel Medvedev, and he suddenly looks so young. I mean, I know he is quite young, isn't he? But <laughs> he, is he always really young. Like, he's always been next-gen Are You Actually Serious because he looks a lot older than 22 or whatever he was. I think it's because he's always had what looks like a slightly receding hairline yeah but I think it's just his forehead he's never looked like a young player to me until now no the Todd Martin of the next gen yes now he's shaved it off though suddenly he looks really boyish do you think Federer's having a word with all these young players about their bum fluff I mean Federer turns up once in a while doesn't he with his growth Um, yeah and doesn't win doesn't win but his is proper beard isn't it I mean there's somebody yeah no I look I I love a beard. I'm not being beardist, just if, only if you can do it properly. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> I did have my, my one week where I had a go, and uh, never again. So anyway, after um, Naomi Osaka withdrew, Kiki Burton's stepped up for her eighth tournament in eight weeks. And, uh, I mean, it is remarkable. I didn't know she had played all seven weeks since the US Open. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And gone deep in most of them. Well, you she's know, she was there to the last day. Played more matches than Shenzhen anybody this of, year. Of uh, Zuhai. I think she's on about 76 matches for the year so far now. Um, maybe, maybe more than that. But, yeah, she's... 
she came out and she my sense I didn't watch the whole match I know you I know you watched most of it if not all of it and to me she looked a little rusty um, which I would have expected I mean I, I've always found alternates trying to play in the in the finals whether it's ATB or WTA a really interesting insight into what happens when a player slightly turns off the valve of competitiveness for, for a while and I, what, I was reading what, a day and a half yeah but, <laughs> but in her case yeah but I was I was reading how um, Sophia Kennan I, I read an interview with her today she's the second alternate so she still may end up getting to play and she said you know I, I'm here and I'm kind of like waiting and trying to be as prepared as I can I'm having massages all day and it's kind of like my vacation has started early and yet I'm still trying really hard to remember that I might have to actually play but they treat us so well she says I feel like a brat <laughs> so that was a great line but you know I've seen it in the past when um, Albert Costa turned up at the uh, the 1998 ATP finals and he was the second alternate in the first alternate in was Greg Rosetsky who took the place of I can't remember who maybe Marcelo Rios after one round robin match and Rosetsky went, went and won two round robin matches and was unable to qualify still because the others all well there were two other players who won two matches as well but he is beat, that possible? yeah he, he beat Tim yeah, Henman of uh, in Henman's third match it was a big deal Battle of Britain 1998 you can imagine what it was like back then um, and it was Henman who managed to qualify I think alongside Alex Karetcher or Carlos Moyer or someone like that and, and Rosetsky didn't quite make it but Albert Costa played the final round robin match against Alex Karetcher and I was really looking forward to this match because you know Costa had been playing well earlier in the year etc but he'd clearly taken a few weeks off and had a, had a good time <laughs> <laughs> because he wasn't quite in fighting fit form to be quite honest with you he looked like he'd had his feet up on a boat for about three weeks <laughs> and he played like it I mean he came out and he had a right good go but my goodness against that he suddenly made Alex Karetcher look like the biggest hitter uh, that you've ever seen in your life and Karetcher just knocked him off the court it's very amusing anyway where was I uh, that's alternate stories um, but Kiki Burton's came out and looked a little rusty for the first 45 minutes well, in, or so. in the build up to that match in the BT Sports studio they were showing shots of her hitting earlier on that day which was her first hit um, on the court and she was chuckling I mean she was miss hitting a lot and we almost looked rueful about the, the adjustment in court surface and having to try and make those adjustments so quickly and she was she had a sort of Ugh, I'm just going to give this a go and see what happens type look on her face which turns out is a great attitude to have um, but I I don't know what happened to Ash Barty please don't ask me to analyse what yeah. happened to Ash Barty because well, I I don't know the scoreline Let, let's just look at the scoreline for a start she won the first set 6-3 she was one love up I, th I think she was one love up in the second set she was 2-1 with a break 40-15 really? yeah wow and and because so like I say I watched I was watching a few points and I had to go and do a, a few jobs with the family and uh, but I was getting your live text updates on on this and various other subjects and suddenly you just said Barty's falling apart here and I looked at the score again it's one set all it's two all in the th third and then things went quickly 
quite quickly yeah. thereafter. Yeah, she she never refound it at all. She had uh, Craig Tizer on court, who um, was going into quite a lot of detail about serving spots. He said you got to go TT, which mean, I guess means that to, to, he Down was the in, yeah, he was encouraging her to to do that in order to try and regain her rhythm on serve. But it was more that I mean, her serve did sort of desert her, but it was more than that. Her forehand deserted her and it was quite alarming how quickly it all got away from her and you wait you're just waiting for it to get it back and it never came sort of a just a bizarre crisis of confidence mid-match out of nowhere yeah against a a clearly i mean obviously kiki burton's grew in her comfort levels as the match went on obviously yeah and she is such an incredible physical specimen that she does get stronger as matches goes on doesn't matter if she's played the last 10 weeks in a row um but nonetheless barty had her she had her she should have put her away i mean it was bizarre really bizarre from ash barty i don't know what she does with craig tizer when she sits down and analyzes that because it must feel very alarming to know that you know your your powers can just desert you at the flick of a switch i do think it's one it, it could be one of those quirks of the round robin system because barty has never played this event before uh, i know she played round robin in Zhuhai last year and you know she only just about qualified and then she then she ended up winning the thing but just mentally it seems to me that it not being life and death yeah I I just feel Mm. I've we've talked about this before how how do you play tennis when you've got maths going on in your head and to take away the the immediate jeopardy I don't look I may be putting too much stock in in this for for Ash Barty, it may be nothing to do with it, but I, I've seen matches which don't feel quite quite right over the years in the round robin stages because there is no jeopardy on them. But then, how do you account for her playing so well for certain a bit? Mm. What what went off? Did you did you get a sense? So, I mean, her forehand really really went off. And you know, Craig Tyser, as I said, Craig Tyser was was really focusing on the serve and her service rhythm going. And yes, the serve did dip, but it. <sighs> she was rushing and overthinking and picking the wrong shots. It was just a total collapse of confidence. Mm. Yeah. And no, I mean, I know that must be exacerbated by the fact that you you you're looking down the end and seeing an opponent that gives you nothing. Yeah. She keeps you honest, Kiki Burton's, regardless of how much tennis she's played or how jet lagged she is. Probably you know, a good she gives you too. nothing. You know, I can imagine yeah. Kiki Burton's quite enjoying that surface. Yeah, I can imagine her gritting through the sandpaper yeah. and going, hey, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to stick around on the baseline yeah. and keep powered, powering these shots at you with loads of topspin on them. Um, so we're actually faced I'd love to know this stat if anybody out there has got this or, or I hope somebody provides it has an alternate at a finals ever got to the semi-final stages before because I can't I cannot remember anybody doing it like I said I remember Rezetsky winning two matches I know that uh, I was reading in some notes earlier that twice 
the alternate over the last 10 years at the WTA finals has come in and played matches and I think a couple of times um, in, in each one of them but they didn't get to the knockout stages and now we're in a situation where if Burton's wins her next match she is in the semi-finals and she could end up winning the, the whole thing and I can't remember anybody in the ATP finals ever having a real chance of winning it I remember David Ferrer coming in and playing a really good match a few years ago uh, uh, when we were having all those straight set walkovers and he played a three setter but you know he didn't have a chance to win it it was just a chance to play a match wheeled out is the entertainment (laughs) flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite interesting, isn't it, to think that she... She and someone here, I, I, I put a little talking point on uh, Twitter this evening while I was bored. <laughs> I just I said, uh, I said, uh, what was the last tennis thought you had ever? Like the most recent tennis thought you <laughs> had? Can of worms. <laughs> I did get a few weird responses. Uh, but I got one of, the, one of the first ones was that Kiki plays free and ends up winning it all. Yeah, definitely could happen. Yeah. So she is now going to play against. She's taken over Osaka's position. She plays Bencic. Right. Bencic having eked out a weird win over Kvitova. Who can still qualify, even (laughs) though she's lost both matches. And if you think about it, Radvanska and Sibylkova won the title with one win and two defeats in the round-robin stages. Um, I, th- I think she needs to win in straight sets and various other things go her way but you know it's I d- I one of those I can't see it I can't see it I don't think it 
don't think it's for her Shenzhen as I, it currently I, stands. I don't like this surface. I don't too like slow. it. It's too slow. It, it it doesn't help. Doesn't reward the big hitters hitting well. This, if you if you hit great ground strokes, you know, you, if you if you're a power they get player, stuck in the mud, don't yeah, they? you don't get much out of it. You don't get much for your money. No, it was a. It, sh- it should have been so much better than it was today, Benchich Kvitova. Same as Kvitova Osaka, which was. It was better, Kvitova Osaka, than Benchich Kvitova. Um, and the scoreline made it look like it was good, but it wasn't. It was so bitty. And I mean, Benchich said in her on court interview, she said, Look, I just had no. I'm, I feel like I just needed to get through that because she gives you no rhythm. I had no rhythm. I was just sort of clinging on for dear life and that's how I felt watching it I'm just clinging on for dear life thinking am I missing something this ought to be better than it is but I just had a sort of slight feeling of anxiety throughout that nobody had neither of them at any stage had their teeth in the match it was just Mm. weird just wasn't I didn't feel like they were enjoying it it's I wasn't that, enjoying it? it that much. It was just... so so different yesterday in the second match between Andrescu and Hallard. All the way through that, I found that just to be a joyous mm. match. I didn't yeah. care who won. I, I was just loving the way they were both. Yeah, they they were sticking their fangs into the match. You know, they were really relishing every second of it. Um, and and I kind of feel that maybe Burton's felt like that once she'd found her feet. You know, she was really loving the the experience but yeah Benchich ended up winning 6-3 1-6 and so the and even in that 6-1 set for Kvitova I think she only hit four winners right in that set it was a very odd set it it just wasn't it wasn't anything that if you'd just logged into ATP WTA scores and looked at the result it's not any of the things that you'd picture looking at the result. It was just, yeah, right. weird. And I wish, I wish that I could understand what was being said between Belinda Benchich and her dad yeah. during the on-court coaching exchanges. It's such a a deficit that we're not. And it's it's just so ridiculous that some of them we can understand because they happen to speak English, and some of them we we can't it's just such a weird quirk of the whole setup yeah um i feel that a real um i I feel we're being done a disservice by not being able to understand it's a missed opportunity isn't it not to not to find a way for in an age where everything is being streamed and all this kind of thing not to have a setting i mean i've got an old dvd of of a series from about 15 years ago that I'm, tr- you know... What is it? It's... it's uh, what are you ignoring all of my recommendations for? I am, actually. I'm watching Boston Legal, and it's really good. And, Hang on. Uh, you're foregoing succession to watch a DVD? <laughs> yeah, it's a DVD. Boston Legal? And it's, it's a DVD that at the start... So when you say, oh, I've not got the time, when I, when I bang on about succession, you say, oh, I've not got the time, Catherine. I've not, you don't understand how busy I am. I'm such a busy man. <laughs> what you mean is you're actually sticking a physical DVD, a physical DVD. into a physical DVD player Correct. and watching Boston Legal. Yeah, and at the start of it... There is, a, there, is a, there is a piracy notice where they, <laughs> where, they, 
where they 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 show a shady looking teenager on a massive computer <laughs> sort of pirating this uh, this dvd and anyway the point of my my of, of me raising this uh is that there is a, a language option on the subtitles for danish i could have danish i could have english i could have swedish anything i want but i can't Those scandinavians just can't get enough of boston legal <laughs> I can't get any subtitles for where the live you, tennis. Where did you get the DVD from? Who's still selling DVDs? My wife bought it. She said, you know... We, from we, where, though? I don't know. Amazon or something. We, we got it. We, so we watch... I think you got it cheap. The idea is we watch an hour of it a night, but I go to sleep after about 35 minutes without fail. You wouldn't fall asleep in succession, trust me. <laughs> you don't know me very well. <laughs> Even after nearly 600 episodes. But no, I will watch it on the flight. On the big flight to Australia. I'm going to watch Succession. I've already said that. When I find out what it is um, and how to watch it. Uh, do they do DVDs on planes? Or not? No. Okay. Um, right. So where were we? Uh, Kiki Burton's. She, she's been dealt with <laughs> in our conversation. Well, she was speaking Dutch with her coach. She's not with... Raymond Sluiter, Slouter, no. Sluiter. <laughs> We've done this before. Let's I just can't remember off. where we ended up. Okay, I'll find out. Um, Sla- Slouter. Slouter. Yes. He's um, not there. I think. Um, I think her name is Elise Tamela. Yes. Yes. Well Form, former player. Yes. Um, so they're speaking Dutch. So don't know what's going on there either. No. It's not helpful. Um, although you'd, you'd have a lot of languages to cover, wouldn't you, if you're going to do translations for all of them? But well, uh, not until Kiki Burton's entered the fold. It's her fault. Because actually, the, you'd only need. Uh, so you've got Yuri Vanek and Petra Gavitova who were speaking in Czech, and then Belinda Bentich and her dad speak Slovakian, and I believe they are extremely similar. I think one translator could cover the two and then everyone else speaking English so Kiki Burton's has thrown a linguistic spanner in the works but it's not you know in the scheme of things it's not that big an understanding when they're they're chucking around 4.75 million dollars for the winner surely they could find a couple hundred dollars a day for a good translator Uh, just a translator (laughs) I don't mind if it's inaccurate (laughs) A substandard translator will do. Because uh, uh, I wouldn't know. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I should say I'm making up the rates there because I don't know what they earn. But anyway, it's, it's, it's not... probably point, not 4.75 million, is it? No, you can get plenty of good translations for that, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, this is us trying to solve all the world's problems <laughs> in the pub. And uh, meanwhile, somebody who solved a few problems of his own was Kyle Edmund because he finally ended his losing streak he, he had lost I think seven matches in a row dating back to August early August and uh, and he got the win today over Ricardus Barankis of oh god no fame yes he's the person who sat in the car with Catherine and well <laughs> wasn't particularly strenuously denied wasn't particularly any chivalrous. suggestions that the, we were romantically linked <laughs> as if his life depended on it balked on it anyway he can go and bog off um so and he did <laughs> straight did. out the tournament courtesy of kyle edmund um who i mean it's it's not not the worst draw in the world is it let's be honest but it's, and it's what Carl Edmund needed and not the centre court, the second court. What I liked, though, was that he was fired up throughout. He was, a, you know, it was a bit more like in Australia a year and a half ago where he was, you know, 
putting it on a bit, uh, uh, the emotion, showing it, it, kind of exhaling with with aggression all the time, just, and I guess faking it really because that's not his natural personality, but he needs some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's no accident that he had his best results when he was working with Freddie Rosengren and Rosengren openly talked about how one of the biggest things they were working on was making Kyle more demonstrative on court and it's so so obvious how much he's shrunk into his shell over the course of the past 12 months and it's understandable I mean it's chicken and egg isn't it is he shrinking into his shell because the results aren't there or the results not there because he's shrinking into his shell but obviously it's uh, a little bit of both Um, but yeah we've sort of been willing him to fake it till he makes it in that respect a bit haven't we which I know is hard but it's yeah I mean we know half these blokes girls are faking it faking their faking the hype yeah um so yeah I mean I'm it's good to see it has resulted in uh, me seeing the video you sent a you sent a message to the group saying Carl Edmund is in laver cup chest bump mode yeah which resulted in me seeing, I think for the first time, unless I just strategically erased the memory from my mind last year, the video of Kyle Edmund like a possessed man with a genuinely terrifying look in his eye, chest bumping a room full of his peers and heroes at the Labour Cup in Chicago last year. I mean... Genuinely, sc- I mean, I watched it about seven times because I couldn't take my eyes off it. But in like, you can't take your eyes off a horror movie or something. It, it was, was brilliant. It was you, awful. You must have seen it at the time. I think you've just forgotten. Did I? You've forgotten. It. I mean, everybody's seen it. It's amazing. <laughs> and if you haven't, go to Tennis Podcast Twitter because I've posted it, and uh, and I, I I watch it regularly. Um, much, most enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's back in that mode of, of come on then, let's have it. Uh, and Kyle uh, Edmund now faces uh, Diego Schwartzman. He needs people to be afraid of his forehand, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, look, he hasn't he hasn't become a bad player. He's not. He's not a bad. Pl- he's a good player. He should be getting results, and he hasn't been. So you know, it's it's tweaks here and there. It's quite an, quite. I wouldn't say an emotional interview afterwards that he gave with by his standards it was it was certainly a candid one yeah you know he said look when you're in a rut you can't all you can do is find your own way out he said I've I've had some really good support from Colin Beecher who's been travelling with him you know and he paid real respect to him for you know sticking with him do you think that was a sly dig at Mark Hilton I don't know might might be I mean they they worked together and obviously Mark Hilton's now working with um, Dan Evans Um, again yeah again which you know I I don't I've no idea Um, but wonder if Kyle feels like you know the rebound girlfriend yeah and their their next match will be interesting won't it just waiting for the ex to split up with the new guy Edmund against Evans oh, it's, take, ma- it's match point for Jeremy Shardy has got match point in, an abs- in front Shardy, of an Shardy absolute- who is wearing Medvedev's US Open kit oh oh and now he's celebrating he's arms aloft crowd on their feet because Medvedev's just, just been beaten what a moment it's funny isn't it you let you, you it's a real marker of a player's ascent 
to a certain level the way a lower ranked player celebrates when they beat them I mean, this you can see Shardy's thinking, you know, this is one of the wins of my career. I think at the moment he's thinking, I hope this Hawkeye shows <laughs> that the ball was out. And it was out, thankfully, out. from his perspective. And uh, uh, a little handshake from Medvedev, and he's out of the tournament. Well done, Shardy, who is one of the loveliest people I've met in tennis. He's um, my sort of neighbour, lives down the road, never yeah. seen him. Mm. because you know he's obviously always in Paris or whatever but he lives down the road I don't know him very well but there was was a period of time when he would come in at Queen's and he would he's the most charming guy he'll say hello to everybody and he he kind of greets you as those French men he greets you that but he, he and he does it in a nice way he greets you as though he sort of knows you and I'm like looking at him thinking who are French you again oh it's Jeremy Charlie he's a very nice chap I like him a lot um, so uh, Catherine with the massive stereotypes there um, but you know quite like Jeremy Shandy based on experience he seems lovely yeah. but French men you know they lull you into a false sense of security don't they <laughs> take your word for it uh, so we have been at the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph he's actually produced by TennisBalls.com with uh, our mascot Rio with a Y are there y. any big Taylor Fritz results you want to bring anyone up well, to date he, with he got himself a nice win over Francis Tiafoe oh, today so they were yeah third set lovely um, so you know you asked you got it um, <laughs> Taylor Fritz on the rise 22 don't years old don't ask me if I watched it yeah I didn't I did yeah, my new favourite um, and we'll be back with another tennis podcast tomorrow of some description who knows where because we didn't know we were going to be in this pub till about an hour ago and we're here uh, so I'm going to go and have another beer see you tomorrow 